Hi, my name is Ian K. Lauren, and welcome to the very first episode of SteinerCast. Now, you clicked on this show, and you're obviously a Steiner disciple, actually, or a fan of Steiner, so, and you, you definitely know a bit, so, <laughs> you know, and you probably listen to other Steiner or philosophy audio, so, I mean, and if you're more deep in conversation, here's a conversation that you might have with some people who may not know who he is. Oh, philosophy. Who are you studying? Oh, my God. Rudolf Steiner. Who? Rudolf Steiner. Wait. Scott Steiner from the WWE? He's a philosopher? No, no. Um, Rudolf Steiner. He's studying under Friedrich Nietzsche. Oh, I know him. Okay, okay. Now, it's probably not that extreme, but you kind of get the idea. You know what I mean? So... And, of course, people know pop philosophers like Plato, Karl Marx, Jean-Paul Sartre, Cat Moose, every time they're trying to sound smart, you know, to someone. But one reason you never really hear about Rudolf Steiner when the conversation comes on to philosophers of that ilk, because in his day, he wasn't looking to be a rock star in any way, so... And he didn't want to be seen as some, quote, guru or personality. And he was a guy that never put on any airs, you know. He was about serving the world, not serving himself. So, I mean, in 2021 terms, he wasn't about that branding, as the kids would say. And he didn't have a need to be idolized by anybody. So, I mean, but this guy was a man of many talents. He was an architect and actual terrorist. And in his mind, he was actually a clairvoyant. And he was actually a very artistic guy. He had his hands in, like, many artistic media. And one Steiner fact, if you don't know, it's like, he actually wrote a play once a year. So, like, a genre play once a year. So, I mean, and he actually created, like, this beautiful art haven in the world. Like, And when I first read it, it spelled out to me, Gotium. That's what it spelled out to me, you know. But it was actually pronounced Gertianum. And I'm still working on that as we speak right now. So, I mean, and the mission of Steinercast as compared to like the other ones is that one thing I want to state right now, we're not here to make fun of him or discount him anyway. We actually want to bring it to like a bigger audience, you know, and there's so much great audio about his lectures, what he thinks on everything from biodynamicism, life, love, joy, everything else. And like, and I encourage you to go look at those two because like you, I'm on this journey too because I'm still pretty new Steiner. But like, it's been such a journey for me and I'm learning so much, but like, he's a lot, you know, he has a lot of stuff. Like he has a lot of like literature, which is amazing, you know. And in honor of like the Gertian building, there will be an offshoot hot series called the Gertian Sessions which will be all forms of art, from murder mystery readings, Zoom podcast plays, sometimes even DJ sets to live performances, even to stand-up comedy, you know? Because Steiner was such a giving soul to the arts, actually, you know, and he created a haven, so one part of Steinercast is to be, not to make him hip per se, our goal is to make him organic and make him more relatable, to people in a modern time, actually, you know, like, and let people know more about them. It's like, and I'll talk about a little more before we're done here, so. And another part of this podcast is that we will be talking to people who are very versed in Steiner in his teachings, lectures, and other subjects. 
such as Eurythmy, Biodynamic Farming, Self-Knowledge, so forth. And the books we're working from for Biodynamic Farming, we're we'll talking from What is Biodynamics by Rudolf Steiner. So, actually, so I mean. And for not just the spiritual world, we were coming from a way of self-knowledge and the threshold of the spiritual world. The collective work of Rudolf Steiner by Rudolf Steiner. And that will be translated by Christopher Branford, FYI. So. In this other book, which I'm personally working on right now, it's called School as a Journey, The Eight-Year Odyssey of a World of Teacher and His Class by Torin N. Feinster. Or Finster, not quite sure yet. So, celebrating his years as a ward of teacher from 1990, from actually um, the 90s, I guess. So, because I don't think he was born in 1919. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. <laughs> and also, this one book, Reminiscences of Rudolf Steiner, by once again by Andre Bolli. Those are the main ones that we're working from. And also, of course, what would be considered the quote unquote Bible, How to Know Higher Worlds by Rudolf Steiner. So, We'll be speaking from that, and also Steiner quotes too, so forth. I mean, but what Steiner was mostly known for, he actually combined science and spirituality, and he branded it spiritual science. Or in like layman's terms on the street, he applied a clarity of thinking of Western philosophy to spiritual questions that you might have. And in another part of his studies, he advocated for some people would call an ethical individualism. Now, when you hear that phrase, you might think of such cousins such as existentialism, anarchism, liberalism, or being against corporate social norms in the world. And you might peep up people like Carl Jung or Freud, but Steiner believed there are literally no limits to human knowledge. And he was a bit of a ghost whisperer, because here's one quick story here actually about Rudolf Steiner. He believed that he saw the spirit of his aunts, but no one knew of her death at the time, which made it so, like, fantastic. And from that time on, he felt that he needed to speak to a world that is not seen. And I can go on, and it can be just a Wikipedia page, and honestly, you can go find a Wikipedia page for that, you know, in the world. I mean, and like I said, because, and last I said before, he has, like, a lot of literature, but one thing that will make Steiner more organic in the world, you actually will speak to people who are versed in Steiner and also world of education. We'll talk about eurythmic, biodynamic farming, self-knowledge, and we will do a world of deep dive and what Rudolf Steiner could mean in the 2020s. And we can maybe slightly make this a better world. Maybe. So. And it's not going to be like some crazy bullshit like Scientology and I don't want like any Martians coming after me like that or any Scientologists so sorry if I have anyone advancing <laughs> so um but as I've read Rudolf Steiner he was a very kind man but the thing is he had this emo Echo Allen Poe type of pose when it came to pictures but I am going to read from a bridge something that Andre Boli wrote in his book called Reminiscences of Rudolf Steiner One could say much about Steiner's work, about his mission of love and sacrifice, but it would sound such commonplace because such similar things are written about so many others. 
Steiner's sacrifice, however, surpassed anything one might imagine. I only want to mention his irresistible kindness. His force did not express itself in gestures or spoken words. He never said, I love, I feel. He made visible indirectly. A faintly noticeable glowing sun wharf around his mouth, around his eyes that outlasted years, and bore fruit in years of despondency. He had it were a therapeutic smile. He only bestowed a smile, but one felt he had nothing of the kind to give in return. But he had the gift of the smile, and but he was never a charmer. A giant in the power of kindness, many knew of his sunny smile. We spoke of it. One must speak about it. For not a single photograph of his reflects it. Now, to paraphrase the once great comedian, right now with this podcast, we're going to have a lot of fun, but you never know, you might learn something before it's done. I'm Ian K. Lauren, and this is SteinerCast.